Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner with Matt and Janesh. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Lifelong Learner. Today we've actually got a special guest, uh, Mr. Mark Cooper, all the way from uh, Canada, uh, connecting with us. And Mark, uh, I've only known Mark uh, not that long, probably a year now. I think we met last summer. Matt's spent a little bit more time with um, Mark and I'll let Matt share that. But just want to give you guys a bit about uh, this amazing individual uh, I've got his little rap sheet here. It's so long, I had to, I had to, I had to take notes. I really did have to take notes on, uh, on it, so I didn't, didn't miss anything up. Um, Mark, if you've ever met Mark, and you will know, you're never going to forget Mark. He's, uh, he's a very unique, uh, unique character. Mark is a director of a camp up in Canada called Tamarack. He's also an epic artist. He is a partner at Go Camp Pro, uh, a loving husband and dad, epic staff hirer, he's master of costumes. I haven't seen, uh, I've seen Mark's office and he's got every possible costume you can think of. And everyone that knows Mark has got an epic, epic story of um, all around good guy, all around guy that loves to have some fun. He's also an author. Uh, and leadership expert, among um, other things. And Matt, please fill in the blanks because I probably I've probably missed out a lot. So Matt, help me out here. Um, I think I think you've 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 got the things. Um, but Mark, really, for me, from my perspective, is it's a feeling. And once you spend a bit of time with Mark, you will you will feel you'll feel you'll feel more than words can describe. I think you're a hilarious man, um, and yeah. Probably the biggest takeaway for me is just the love of life um, and breaking the rules, not getting stuck in structure. Um, and as you said, Janesh, the costumes, is it personifies that. You just don't know what you're going to get. You know, you go to bed one night and you're, you're hanging out with Mark, the, um, you know, I don't know, like Eminem covered in, you know, giant keys and bling. And then you wake up in the morning and he's, he's a baby, um, literally <laughs> dressed as a baby. And, I think for me, I, um, the moment I met you, I was like, this is a man I can learn a lot from. So I'm super grateful uh, for our time together over the years at camp, um, but also really grateful for this opportunity for some people in Australia to get to know the mark that, um, that I know from Tamarack, Canada. So, mate, welcome. Um, I'd like to end the, the whole podcast right now. It's, it's not going to get any better for me right now than that, than that introduction. So thank you, Australia, and good, good night. I, I, I got I – I, I'm just – that's all I need. Um, Mate, we'll send you that. Yeah. We'll send you that, and then you can just put that on, you know. Loop. Yeah, exactly. Loop over and over. Put it on the house with the kids when your son wow. comes home. It's a, it's amazing when you when you Google how to make yourself look good. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. That's that's awesome. And, and you know what? It's, it's interesting, Janesh. It's both of you said something interesting when you did those. Like, you know, Janesh, I was like this this 
tour of Matt and their other friend Paul, who worked with us also, and Janesh was like this triad, and they would talk all about their buddy Janesh, 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 and I was like, okay, like when do we get to meet? And then when Paul got married, I was like, it's like for me, it's like the Wizard of Oz. I'm like, he does exist. Like pulling back the curtain, like. <laughs> That's him. It was like you were like my Justin Timberlake. I was like, oh, so cool, Janesh. That's and awesome. Then, and and you know, Matt. Like, I think it's you know what you, you said some beautiful things there, and and you know, it's easy, it's easy to do. You know, the job as a as a camp director, as a leader, when you have amazing, like you know, you you hire the people, make me look good. Um. After the first police incident with Matt, no, no, reset. No, like you know, with, with same with with Janesh, it's like Paul worked for us for a couple of years, and they told us about this guy Matt. And we, oh, he was going to come one year, couldn't come, and then we we ended up losing a, a wakeboarding ski and wake staff, and we called. Paul goes, I'll, I'll reach out, and literally like twenty hours later, he shows up with just a backpack, and I'm like, this is going to be this is going to be a hilarious ride, right? There was all those stories. And, and he also showed up with lice too. <laughs> so and, and long uh, hair. They wanted to cut hair. it off, Dinesh. I just yes. arrived at this camp, hadn't met anyone. They're like, "You got to lose the hair, mate. We're cutting it off." <laughs> Think of um, the children. <laughs> but it was, you know, what I, I I say like I was a big fan of of Paul, and then the second I met, you know, Dinesh, the second we met at Paul's wedding, and, and second Matt rolled in, it was like, you know, I often like good people hang out together. So if you're for the most part, every group has one friend who's just totally random, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which Matt, it could have been you, but you, it, was, <laughs> it turned out you turned out okay. Um, kind of you, yeah. So my mom that's, would that's yeah, that's how. Uh, so thank you, and and there you go. Thank you guys for like inviting me on. This is a I'm a I'm a big podcast uh, uh, listener, and always always love learning. That's like a continually learning and uh thanks for having me on this is awesome yeah awesome and i think a lot of our listeners can learn from 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 your conversation i think you've got you've got a lot of experience and, and a lot of wisdom um from the way you do things or what, what you've learned how you how you lead um how you teach other people to lead as well so um i just want to share one little snippet story um which is actually hilarious, right? Like, um, and you, you're worried now in terms of what story it is. But it's uh, yeah. When when I came to camp, um, yeah. to to visit camp, and then there was a staff member that wanted to leave, um, leave early, uh, have have their day off early, right? And uh, and didn't really ask earlier during the day. Like last minute, comes up to Mark and says, "Look, can we? Um, can I? Can I leave early?" Uh, on my day off and um, I was there with Paul and Mark's like, um, maybe, sure. Um, but, you know, grab this. You either have a, he's got this big F off unicorn head or this Viking helmet. And he goes, you got to wear this the whole way there. And it's a two hour journey on your day off. So you got to wear this the whole way there. Um, and Paul and Janice are going to tell me if you don't. And then that when you come back to camp, there'll be some repercussions, right? And he's saying this all with a very straight face. Paul and I are trying not to laugh, um, and uh, and it was great. It was, and the staff member goes, "Yep, sure, okay, I will." Uh, and chose the Viking helmet, put the Viking helmet, mm. and it was hilarious. They 
they were holding this Viking helmet on, the wind's blowing, it's a convertible <laughs> cast, it's blowing. And um, yeah, it was just great. It was just um, that type of just creativeness out there to kind of thinking is kind of, <laughs> kind of sums you up. And, to, and for you to say it in such a nonchalant, yep, look, these are your options. Otherwise you leave at normal time. And the staff member's like, okay, no, no, I'll, I'll take the Viking helmet, please. Yeah. So what, yeah. what I love about that is is the creativity and the just you entertaining yourself and Jeanette and Paul in that yes. moment, deadpan. But what I yes. love is that it's also a measure of your leadership because the kid wore the fucking helmet yeah. the whole way. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. at the end of two hours, you get a message and you go, damn, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he owns it. He is in the team. That is a man of authenticity and integrity. You're in. Oh, so and nice. I think the uh, the better part of it, I don't know, Janesh, if, if, if I missed it, but the car, did you describe the car that Janesh shows yeah. up in that he rented was a orange convertible Mustang, which just <laughs> you stand out when, in, in, in Ontario, uh, in cottage country, you know, <laughs> if you're pulling in. So a guy pulls in like, you know, if any anyone pulls into summer camp at any point, you know, they stand out. So in drives a convertible orange and an Australian guy and two Australian guys. And it's like, this could not get any weirder right now. And there's like three people walkie talking. Um, there's an orange, like as the car's pulling in, there's an orange uh, convertible coming into camp. <laughs> oh, and also yeah. Paul, I asked Paul, where do we park? And we go past a normal parking lot. He goes, no, no, no. Just pull up right in front of the office. Yeah. And I was like, and later down, yeah. no, I'm like, that's where you, where, that's where you don't park, right? And uh, <laughs> he's like, no, no, you're fine here. You're fine. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Just park right here, right in the middle. <laughs> you see, you see where that, so um, see where that, that golf buggy that says director, yeah. where that's parked? Yeah. Park right there. Park it just in front. So he can't back out. That's where that's where we want to park it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, awesome. and I still, I still actually have that picture. It's on my phone. I have it. Um, and it's, it's, it's one of my favorite. Like, I just think it just sums it up that the kid got there and he put it back on. It was just like, he sends me the picture, confirmed. Enjoy your, enjoy your day off. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was it. It's great. You earn it. Good yeah, job. Great. That's um, awesome. So that's make- actually a really good, uh, segue into, we want to, we're talking about um, camp culture, and that just that def- that just uh, depicts the culture that staff have at camp. And um, those that aren't familiar with um, North American summer camps, they they have this large staff that come in. Um, someone's usually hundred plus. Um, Mark, what's the staff size at Tamarack? Uh, last year we had a, about one hundred and fifty. Yeah, so quite large and. Yeah. Some of them are returning, some of them are new, and they're all coming from they're coming from all over the world. And um, what what Mark does with his uh, with his team there that they get to this stage where uh, they get to the performing stage of the group, and they're so well oiled, and the culture's just kind of um, it's it's rocking at a very quick pace. They have a three week training, and then they got camp for about seven or eight weeks, and then it's it's rocking, and it's like. The, the fluid and how, how well everything works. It's um, for some other organizations, non-camp related is pretty like, 
how how does that work? How is that possible? And so my question to you, Mark, is um, one, in a nutshell, how is that culture created um, at camp? And how do you think that can translate to either companies, um, other businesses, other organisations that aren't necessarily um, at camps and that aren't that are year-round? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, okay. So great, great question. It's, it's interesting you also said, um, you said our, our staff training is we'll have the, some of our staff will come up for longer, but the majority of our staff have five days with us. Some are, some are, are weak. So trying to create that culture, but I think it's with anything guys. Like it's like, it's, it starts with the top. I think it's, you know, it, it, you know, if we're, if you're dealing with, if you're in recreation, outdoor, at like, you know, so many of our, our staff are, you know, the prime that university ages. So they're so like, you know, they're, they're so like, if they're like sponges, they can absorb. So I think, you know what, it's setting the culture from, even from the get go, the second that person is, is hired, starting that culture, the way that you talk, the way that you present yourself, you know, online, like you can let your guard down and, and knowing to me, a big thing of the way you know, the culture is you got to know the people. I think so many people, and this is, I'm kind of answering the both kind of questions exactly. Mm-hmm. Like how do companies do it? I think, and it's part of like, my mission is I think, you know, you can't, it's got to be transformational. The whole experience of going to, you know, a summer camp, we had 50 international kids. So picture that they're coming, half of them English is a second language. And they're, you talk about culture shock of like, it's easy for a kid from, you know, Ontario in Canada, where we are for two hours, you know, away, you're up at your up camp, but from someone who doesn't understand the culture and I can explain it to you a million times over, but until you're there. So, you know, on so many levels though, I think it's like, is knowing the people. I think that that's what people want to feel part of something. So, you know, going on that next, on that second, not just a, Oh, we're hiring you to be our, our tech guy. We're hiring you to be our, if it's a sports specialist or even in, in, in corporate, if you're oh, I'm hiring you to be our, you know, in our HR department, whatever, like to, to understand the people, what their hobbies are, what kind of things they like and, and have fun and, and, and take care of the people. And, you know, it's all comes down to the appreciation. So there's so many levels I could probably go into each one, but that's kind of like the, I guess like that, like that is knowing the people. Um, and, you know, I think it's also a big, a big thing of culture for us is, you know, everyone's, if everyone's looking up, everyone's looking, how are, how are the other people, the leaders, you know, you know, you know, how are they, you know, I can't ask my staff to be spirited and, and dress up and do stuff if, if we're not going to do it and we're not going to get, and I think the staff see, or I can't ask my staff to clean a pick up garbage and stuff. If I'm walking by it, like be the first person in there in the trenches and that's, you're going to create an amazing culture. Never, never think that your shit doesn't stink, you know, cause you're, you've, you know, it's, it's, you know, the motto is, I think there's, there's a misconception and even within the recreation world, the camping world, it's like, oh, I get, you know, I get a, a higher job. I don't have to do as much. I get to have, you know, I, you know, I, I have a lot of people working for me now, the higher you get up in any corporation, even especially like the recreation business is like the more you have to sacrifice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great mm-hmm. to be in a leadership role, but you got to sacrifice. You might not get your day off this week, or you might not be able to, you know, go hang out with your friends tonight because you're dealing with an issue or whatever it is. And same with the company, like people think, oh, the corner office, but you're 
you're dealing with, you know, every, there's huge sacrifices. You look at the most successful people, the sacrifices on family, on time, whatever. So that's, I think, I think those are, that's a long winded when I, I squirrel a lot when I answer. Right. I think, no, um, right. I think right. that the couple of key things came out there and from working with you, I can, um, I, I just, I'm nodding, um, along with you because when I was at camp, I, I saw a leadership team that exactly as you said, would never ask something of you that they wouldn't be willing to do themselves, which then inspired me to take it to the next level. Like my mm-hmm. mission as a, as a staff member at Tamarack was to, yeah, to do that because I, that's what I saw and, and it's, mm. and it felt so, um, authentic. And I think that you're right. Sometimes in organizations, people get to the top and then they think that they're above it. You know, now mm-hmm. I pull the strings mm-hmm. and I tell people what to do. And I never felt that mm-hmm. um, at Tamarack at all. It was very much this, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the great, you know, all of the great leaders at camp were, were working harder than their staff, um, were playing yeah. harder. And then that would inspire yeah. them to step up. And I just, I think that that's, that stood out for me. What would, mm-hmm. what would you say to um, a potential manager or, you know, one of your leaders who, who maybe had, had forgotten that or they'd missed that point? How would you redirect them? What would be your way to, to realign them with that group, um, that team philosophy or, you know, your culture? If you saw a leader stepping outside of that, more pointing the finger and saying, I need you to do this, 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 but not authentically coming from that place themselves. How do you realign that person? Huh. Um, that's a great, that's a great question. I, I think that, uh, you know, if that's the way they're leading and they're not, it's kind of a, a, a bit against the culture. I, I think it almost happens naturally in the, in the recreation standpoint, when you're dealing like someone, it doesn't jive. It's, it's, it's the oil and, you know, they're not going to mix with the rest. So, Ultimately, I think some there's going to be issues and people are going to come up to us. But I, I kind of say, I you know, I ask like how their team is doing. I kind of like if I saw some, you know, if I, you know, ultimately like the the I'll say the complaints or whatever about this this person's like leadership style would come to us. So I, I would kind of like say sit them one on one and say here's a, a thing I I learned last year was you know starting off by saying like this is what I've noticed and it was like. I might be wrong, but like, hey, here, let me give you some advice or some advice that I got or slip them. I would do something, you know, um, creative in there. And I would also ask them how they think that they're doing it. Because sometimes their leadership style, there might be other circumstances why they, they might yell or they might be overwhelmed. They might be, you know, how many leaders have we hired who are super creative, but from an organizational standpoint, and then they just, they lose it in that world. So, you know, take them, give them some pointers and just, lead you know helping them and saying do they need support because sometimes if that's their leadership style they maybe they haven't learned sometimes when things go wrong at at camp or if i'm working on a project and things go wrong i take it very personally i said how i not i i I sometimes maybe too hard i say how did i fail that person what could i have done better so if that staff member is having issues i kind of look at what did we not deliver to that one staff member, if everyone else is leading and great, like you said, like, except this one person, then what did we do that? And, and it might be ultimately, sometimes I look at it and go, Hey, do we, did we hire the wrong person? Maybe who didn't buy into our culture sometimes. And there are times where it's like that person needs support and we'll 
make a shift or I, I find, you know, making sure, telling the person like, it's okay to make mistakes and, and reassure them that we're there to help them along the journey too. I think knowing them, don't just give them advice and say, see you later, like, and, and be there in the trenches side by side with that person. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. It seems like you're willing to trust them though. Like you see that some leaders of organizations are so busy micromanaging. Um, mm. I'm picking up, are you getting that Janesh? That there's this element yeah. of you hire someone, you're deliberate in the hiring, hire someone passionate who's got the skill on paper, who communicates well with you, honestly, and then let them do it and then check yeah. back in. It just seems. I, you have to, I don't know. It, it, you know, it's like the, if, if I, if I have to like micromanage you, I might as well just do it myself. Like yeah. you, people are going to do a way better job. Like you've seen it. Like we've all been in that position. Like, you know, when I've been micromanaged, I, I'm not, I'm tight. I'm not loose. I'm not creative. Mm-hmm. And then when someone gives me like carte blanche, you're like, wow, like, I'll show you, I'll prove to you. And it comes mm-hmm. like, it's not just anyone in these leadership positions aren't getting these positions because you don't trust them. Like if that's your case, then you've hired the wrong people. And mm-hmm. you know, like these people are, are candidates for this position that I'm going to hire you. So I have to trust you and make me, I, I say to all my head staff, all the people in leadership, make mistakes, make tons mm-hmm. and tons mm-hmm. and tons of mistakes. As long as, you know, if we're dealing with kids, like as long as you tell me like, Oh, I let two kids, you know, start a fire in the in the in inside and have, uh, you know, uh, throw hot rocks at each other. Well, no. If we're or I thought it'd be okay for kids to jump off a roof, no. Like, so like as long as we're not dealing with like safety, then mm-hmm. you gotta let the team. Like that's where the great leaders. That's how they're gonna make mm-hmm. mistakes and they're gonna learn and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? that's gonna. That's how they're gonna learn. That's how they're gonna get better. I mean, Matt and I always say uh we we learn and stuff from experience and it's really from it's from fucking it up right yeah. it's from uh yeah it's that's what experience, it right. exactly yeah exactly all right like and there's and you know what and i and i think a big thing is from the culture standpoint is we make mistakes i i tell mm-hmm. all my team i i make mistakes when i go in and do a leadership thing i i make mistakes and when i make a mistake i will own it publicly. If, if I did something wrong or in an email say something or do something, I will publicly stand up, guys, you know, staff or, or to my leadership team or even my house. I just own your shit. Like, own it. If you make a mistake mm-hmm. and you do it, but from a, from a creating culture, holy smokes, are you going to, you're going to create an amazing culture. If, if you, if Janesh, if you stand up and say, Hey, mm-hmm. I, I overreacted and I apologize to, to Matt today. You know, guys, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to overreact. What could I have done better? Here's a solution. And that your, your staff are going to be like, wow, that's wild. Because so many people don't own this shit. Mm-hmm. They feel this entitlement yeah. as, they get, as they get higher sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much right. value in owning it, right? Yeah. And that's what, that's what we want as, as leaders. Isn't it true that if someone say they damage a vehicle, classic, mm-hmm. classic, um, <laughs> non-leadership role someone who hasn't really learned this lesson yet is oh i don't know what you're talking about you know or it wasn't it was like that when i found it or and and we as leaders go okay i am now wary about this person i don't know whether i can trust them i don't whereas if that person comes to us and says mate i fucked up royally i literally (laughs) did this thing we go awesome i can trust you this is it's a positive which is so I think yeah. sometimes for the younger people who are moving into these roles, they don't know that 
that your biggest fuck-ups can be your biggest prize. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh... <laughs> can be. I did say can be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's how, that's how you get better at anything, right? Like mm-hmm. I say, like, when you, 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 you know, you fail, like, it's, it goes into, like, that perseverance. Like, that's how you get better. Like, you fail when you were learning to walk. You fail when you learned to walk. Like, you didn't give up and just still crawling. Like, you walk. You made mistakes, mistakes. And, like, that's how also, like, anything that happens in, in your organization, when something happens great or something happens bad, you should do, like, a, a, like that post-mortem of saying, like, hey, what, what mistakes did we do or, or how can we make it better on any mm-hmm. level? Like, you know, and own, like, you know, I... I can, you know, on paper, listen, the reality is, is you can hire a staff member, someone who think you think is going to fit into their culture. I've met that person for half an hour on a Zoom call and they fly here. And then the second they get there, you're like, uh. and sometimes in, in the, you know, on paper, they're great. But then you're, you know, for if you're hiring for like a resident, like a, a, an overnight camp or an outdoor center where people are, are staying over, you got to think about like, is that person going to fit into our, uh, you know, uh, our camp cult. What's more important, hiring them because they're going to fill in the camp culture, or someone who has certain qualms. Like I, I sometimes go, I can te- I can give someone a, a certification, but I need that person to fit into our culture, and I can mm-hmm. teach you a, a hard skill. Mm-hmm. Right, but you I can't, want balance, you can't necessarily but, teach. Uh, you can't you know. teach personality, though, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly, right. Yeah. Um, uh, that should be on a shirt, Janesh. It's hard, man. The yeah. people do, and you kind of, it's like fitting the square peg into a circle, right? And it's like, oh, and you try and bash it, mold it, and you're like, okay, yes. you are you, and you're just not a match, and it's okay. But you're, yeah, we're not a match, right? And um, I think they, they hold on to That's where pain happens and culture gets disrupted where they go, oh, I'm going to hold on, hold on, hold on to it. And then it just hurts all the other pigs that actually can fit into the bloody, the toy basket. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. I think you also realize, you know, it's so funny, Janice, because we use the same square, the, the square peg round hole all the time. It's like you realize if you're working in an outdoor thing or I even think like now, even like every bit out there, you know, it's an interesting time. Everyone's working from home, so many remotely, but like everyone wants these amazing cultures. Like, you know, so many young kids who are, you know, in their early twenties going to get first jobs. They want a place that has a great culture. And then it's like, Oh, that's the second, you know, the second Mm -hmm. um, part. But like you realize pretty fast in like the outdoor world, like if, if that person, doesn't fit in like you that's it happens really really fast like within like a day or two i i can tell that i gotta have a have a, a, a you know a, a culture talk with that person say hey like are you sure you want to be here because this is like a 24 7 and this is like you know this is what we do we might dress up and be silly and like you think you know so you you know pretty fast i'm sure you guys have seen it right mm. like someone arrives a staff member, and you're like ah, i don't i don't know Okay, yeah. that's so true. Janesh, on that, what do you do when, because you do, as you do this for long enough, true, that you do mm-hmm. start to have this power of being able to predict, but, but without projecting and making assumptions, you still mm-hmm. give the person a chance to show up. But you do, mm-hmm. you do tend to start to see patterns and go, mm-hmm. oh, you seem like you could go this way. 
how do mm. you, Janesse, stay open to it? Even though when all the signs point to not a maybe not a match, how do you yeah, still create funny. space for them to to? I will. Um, it's great. I'll, yeah, I'll openly say it to um, my leadership team. And I go, I'm not sure about this person, but I've gone, you know what? I want them to prove me wrong. Like, please prove me wrong. And it's hard when, like, evidence keeps stacking up or stuff gets said or I'm like, come on. Like, I'm, like, secretly rooting for this person, right? Like, and I'll, like, I'll, I'll make them, I do everything I can to make this person win. Um, secretly they don't know it but I'm putting them in situations for them to win or ask them the questions ask them the questions I'll go come on you, you're, going, you're going to get this question right and they just when they don't it's like okay I'm, 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 I'm sorry like I really was really hoping I was wrong here what, what time do we start our day come on Joel, you're going to get this right yeah everyone knows it's 8 o'clock come on come on come on 9 o'clock oh yeah. shit okay. yeah so, maybe, maybe this isn't a match. <laughs> you break it down. Let me go true and false. So at least I have a 50 50 <laughs> chance of getting it. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's just like even the little things have gone, oh, hey. And you, I just I assume best intentions for a limited time. Um, and I would say, oh, hey, um, it's okay if you're late. Um, just send me a text. Just let me know. Right. Um, and I usually will go, like, it won't be on their first time. Like, oh, things happen. Oh, maybe their kids with that were giving them grief in the morning. Uh, but, like, the fourth day, I'm like, hey, you've been four days late in a row. Just come and get you, please, call. And then it's like, and then after that, if they haven't, then I'm like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? Um, but, yeah, it's just the, I'm like, I root for him secretly and go, please, please prove me wrong. Um uh, and then, but there's sometimes they're like, oh no, they they definitely didn't prove me wrong. Well, sometimes they do kind of turn around the corner or it's the candid conversation and go, you're just not cutting it in mm-hmm. because of these and people don't, people don't like you. You're not likable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a resting bitch face. Like smile a little bit more. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and then they're like, oh, but I'm happy. I'm like, well, you fa- tell your face that. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> so, and then it's like, well, after all that, if they can't, then it's like, oh, okay, uh, you, yeah. I think setting them up for winning is uh, is 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 important, uh, especially when you have a feeling. I think that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what about you, I, Matt? What do I do? Mm. Um, I delegate that to Jeanette. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do I do when I, I have four um, people working for me do that? <laughs> yeah, I love my role as a director. Um, I'm right in with the team. So I'm with the, the core, um, yeah, our, our leadership. You know, we've got yeah. like six, seven team leaders and then 10 coaches. And so I'm with the, I'm with the kids. That's the way I think of it. So yeah. I love that because I'm with those guys, I get to a little bit more versatility with how I can address some of the challenges. Um, and often... Uh, the the play aspect um reminding that person why are you here if you're here for the money um and that's the only reason you're here then this probably isn't a match man because like you can make 250 bucks working at mcdonald's if it's about the money but if you're here for people and you care about people then when they remember that i I think that's where usually i come from that human 
perspective of man why are you here if you want to be here to turn people on like to make you know make it fun and exciting then then bring that or don't yeah but don't turn yeah. up somewhere where it's about you know fun and 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 um and character and don't turn up here with that mentality like Correct. you know what i mean um, yeah. And I think that comes back to leading that way as well. Mm. Like it's funny times, Matt, you've uh, at the, so we have like a one week staff training and then you have a second week of staff training. And the first week is like, you're in the experience and it's like, we see you when you're tired, we see you playing. Um, yeah. And then based on that week, we invite you to the second week. And, um, and, and there's been some questionable people that have come in that second week. And um, I trust Matt, Matt will go, Okay, these are the people we're inviting. And I'm like, oh, well, are you sure about this person? Um, that's like, yep. And I'm like, okay, sure. Um, and so how would you, just when we're on that, Matt, what, what, then you know that there's doubt this person might need some more TLC. What's your, yeah. what's your approach for these people to go, look, maybe, maybe they're, maybe they look like a square, but they're really a circle. Uh, but it's just a shadow. And you know what? We just get past the shadows and we can see the circle. But um, when I'm like, nah, that person's definitely a square, right? Yeah. He's definitely not fitting in. Uh, and you're like, no, nah, no, nah, I think he's a circle. And I'm like, all right, all right, I trust you. I don't usually give you a timeline. I'm like, you got two weeks, man. You got two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Polish this turd into a diamond, please. <laughs> I, um, I, in answering that, it, I don't know, um, I'm going to mention Sophie in a minute we got an email from one of these staff members that does not fit the it's square peg round hole um so i'm going to touch on that in a second but the, that's why we're in it isn't it boys it's because we want to light people up we want to we want to get to the yeah. essence of the person yeah, like of course that's where the joy is and i think um when you're training or you you're, you're picking people you come from that space and you inspire them to come from that space and if they're if the true person doesn't shine through because of the fear, the um, lack of belief, the, um, you know, self-confidence things, it's not their fault. They're just not ready. Um, but honoring that there is an epic person here waiting to come out. They just need an opportunity. Um, I think that's part of the excitement of my role as a leader is, is leading people back to themselves. And when you do, you always get surprised. You always mm -hmm. get more than you bargain for. Um, it's and it's those to me. Those are those are the best moments when you take the. I, I sometimes call it like the underdog, like the person yeah. you're not mm -hmm. sure. And you know what? I think here's the reality. I think way way more times we you you have that right instinct and you know. But when you're hiring a, a lot of people, not everyone might be you know that that a player who you might think. And sometimes I love being surprised. I love those those underdogs of going, Oh, that, that person didn't fit in. But once the, I often say this for us is camp does, you know, the, the experience doesn't begin until the kids arrive. So sometimes fitting into those cultures, when we, you know, circling back to fitting into those cultures, that's where so many of these, the new people, it, it make it or break it. Yeah. I'm busy and I'm doing ro ropes and training and I'm in the water and we're having a great time. But like after dinner, when I have an hour free time, that's when like you understand what's the camp culture. Are people inviting? Are people going over to those other people? Who else is, what are my senior people? Are they just hanging at one table? Or are they looking over to that kid who's, you know, that, that young staff and that's going to make it or break it. I, I, 
you know, coming to work in these industries or just to have, or, or in any industry, just to have some form of connection. So I love, I love when there's those moments when you're like, oh, yes, like that kid. And a lot of the times this is like, you realize the, you know, some of these kids who get there who might not belong, you know, outdoor ed and summer camps and camps in general are those places where like everyone is welcome. Like you can be that, you know, I was always this little misfit kid, weird guy in the city. And then every time I'd go back, I'd go up to, to camp. It was like, holy, like you were celebrating. I was like, oh, this is, oh, this is where I belong. You can be your true self. Yeah. One of very few places. And, and, you know, and, you know, you're, you know, you, you're just, it's all so authentic. So yeah. I love when, you know, sometimes you have those underdogs. So you're like, mm, I don't know. Listen, sometimes you're right. And, and it's sometimes I hate in our office, we'll have like one of us, one of the team will take that person. The other people will be like, I'm not sure. I'm like, that's going to be my underdog. And then ultimately the person doesn't work out. And it's like, you know, when your mom used to say, I told you so. Like, <laughs> come on. Right? The- like, I know. Yes. Like, I know. Now I have. Now I have a cold or now my, my, you know, when you're younger in the winter, now my pants are wet. I told you to wear it. Okay. I told you so. I know. But we still fight for the underdog, don't we? Even though there's a likelihood that we're going to come up against that. Mate, that's a great segue into a, into a question I want to ask you directly, Mark, while we're on this, this um, topic. Mm. Sorry, Matt, what you were just talking about the compensation for this podcast. I was, (laughs) yeah, that's right. And we got cut off there. Yeah. So we were Our, at the um, two goats, the gold bar. And then right. the accountant was like, whoop, take that right. off quick. Yeah. Right. Shut okay. that down. So I guess I'm going to go back to the question before we talk about the financials and how the hell we're going to pay for this yeah. podcast. Um, how did you get to the place where you accepted who you are yes. and, and then made that into your superpower? Because when I'm at camp, that was one of the defining things. When I met you as a director, I went, Wow look, he's owning who he is and that's inspiring. And that's what kids right. need to be around. So what, how did you, how did you do that? Um, I think it's, I, I think, you know, listen, it's probably so cliche, but like I had a counselor who did the same and I kind of learned from him. And like, I think it was like, you know, you know, I was all like, I'm, I'm, you know, I was a small kid and you get to camp and everyone else was bigger. And like, you see it now, like, oh, wow. Like maybe I didn't fit in as well. And then, um, and then, you know, but I, I look at it and go over the years, it's like building the confidence and knowing it, it you know, it, it came to a, a, and I'm constantly learning, but there was like that moment of, um, you know, when you became a, a, in a senior role at camp and saying, you know, what do I want from my team? And, um, am I prepared to um, not care what other people think? And I think mm-hmm. that that comes with age. Cause I think when you're, you know, you're in your teens, you, you go with the pack, it's pack mentality, whatever's feeling. Mm-hmm. But there was like that moment probably at some point in my twenties where it was like, you know what, I'm okay to, you know what? Like I love I, my favorite thing in, in, in the world, you know, it happens here. Um, was it you know when, when people go oh you're so weird and I go I love that or or you know or or just being okay in your own skin because I think as we get older it's it's, it's you forget to have fun and you forget to let your guard down and, and forget to play it's like oh I'm too immature I'm like no like so I think um you know to your to your question is like when did I realize it like it just when I I 
I don't know if there was like a moment. Yes, I'm comfortable. I just became comfortable with like owning who you are and being okay. Mm -hmm. And my people, not everyone's going to like me, but those who like me will like me a lot. And I don't care for the people who aren't part of my, my crew. Um, and I make that into my superpower in that, you know, I'm known at, at camp as the hat guy. I, I started a collection of hats and costumes. And you know what? I love when a, a kid it, it realizes at, at, at an outdoor center or a kid. And, you know, where these kids see like a senior person, a leader in like, hey, being silly, laughing, mm-hmm. engaging with them, um, making eye to eye contact where, where so many of these kids actually don't get anymore because parents come home and you're on your phone. And you're like, OK, guys, make your own deal. And no one connects. So like when they also see someone who, wow, it's OK. And you know what? And the whole time is, are you wearing a wig? And that, you know, I love when like, you know, I'll have something on my face. Maybe I'll have makeup or something. And the kids, I'll put lipstick on. The kids will look at me because they don't want to call you out. But I'm like, and then you know that they're, and I'm like, at the very end, I'll say, it's lipstick or whatever it is. Like just to, to be, it's okay to, to be who you are in your own skin. And, and, you know, the key thing, my superpower is, is, is I'm, I'm captain lead. So lead and, 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 do lead by example and so it is cliche but so many people you don't you know you you say oh i want god i want a better skit in front of all the kids on the first day i want a better presentation at that school well then you show us too you lead you right like show it that it's okay to be different and i think that's why i that's a big reason why i, I dress up because i want all my my team and everyone from my kitchen people to the, the you know the guys who roll in who are, are, you know, pumping our septic system. They come in and they see a guy wearing a, a unicorn hat head and they're like, okay, like it's, you know, people are still, it's okay to be, to have fun. It's okay to, you know, to, to create and it's okay to, to let your guard down and, and make that your, your, you know, your, your MO. So, so Mark, just to go yeah. on that, sorry to catch you off there. No, go, mate. There's, yeah. So, in just normal non-camp society, right? Yeah. Where adults just don't, not enough adults do that. Allow themselves to be, be their true self, right? Yeah. And uh, like un- unapologetically be themselves, right? Yeah. Um, what would you say to, um, to the listeners to go, well, how would you encourage them to be more of that? to um to dabble with it um to bring it more out like what would you say to those the people that go you know what who go oh you know the naysayers they go that that won't work for me i won't be accepted in my circles or i won't like oh i'm not sure like because it's definitely not doesn't happen enough in um in normal everyday society i don't think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a deep this will be a big answer is is find a new circle mm. and, and i'm not saying like ditch all my friends but that's it's, it comes with life learning you said like well, these are, well the reality is if you're in year 12 or first year university those people mm. not all those people are gonna your your friends are gonna be organic as you grow mm. older and stuff you you might be best friends with a work person and you'll find your crew i don't say like don't go out being someone who you're not go i think i'm I think I'm into, you know, punk rock and I'm going to go shave my, uh, grow a mohawk and that's going to be my thing. Like do it because it's authentic to you. Like, you know, if, if you love rock climbing 
and some of your buddies don't love rock climbing and you feel like I want this is my passion I'm passionate about this and I can talk to people but and all your buddies are like rock climbing that's so sketchy it's so weird like go to a rock gym and you'll find your tribe you can still be friends with some other people but mm. you know find and and feel the the vibes of of the people who are are like-minded people listen I'm I'm spiritual and I can sit and talk to Matt you know, on, on, uh, you know, sometimes I go like a woo wooey level, right? Like, and that's my job. I can't talk to some of my closest friends about it. I can't talk to my dad about it. Cause he's like, what are you like? What are you listening to a meditation tape again? I'm like, yeah, like, but it's just, you, it doesn't even have noise. I go, it's all brain frequencies. And you, what do you write in a journal? Yeah. yeah. And you know, the people who do the work, like in, in, in that's in my journey, but like, if you, whatever it is you love, it's your life. And it can't be your parents' life or your someone else's life. It's your life. You, you want to go to outdoor ed and all your friends are thinking that's not my, go to, go work at it, go work at the summit and you'll realize, wow, that's my crew. You want to be, you're never going to find a crew better than, and you might have to, it might be hard. And, and you realize that as you get older, some friends serve that purpose that your, your circle uh, to use your words, Janesh, your circle serves you know, a point in that time of your life, that same mm-hmm. circle doesn't, <laughs> doesn't continue with you. Maybe it does, but there's a lot of different, you know, factors no, that's that the, come that into play as you get older. Isn't... And and that circle now becomes, you know, it's, it's gotta be organic. It's gotta be, it's shifting form. I, I'm resonating with there's that. that but you, for you. You're not that you're not your circle. Are you? I mean, you you're so much more than just that one circle so be willing to gamble on the other parts of you and then you're going to have different yeah. friends in different circles yes yes i agree okay. you don't have to be yes you don't have to be but listen as we've all been there where you know you're this is my son's 14 and it's you can see like everyone wants to that everyone wants to there's the alpha and everyone wants to follow that person at 14 and oh, they're all, and now with social media, it's like, oh, I'm part of that group. I, I don't want to be part of this group anymore. I don't, I don't want to ride my bike anymore, but riding my bike's not cool, but you love riding or you love karate and why don't you learn karate stupid now? No, it's not. You love it. And it's okay to say, but it takes, that takes a lot of, a lot of courage and a lot of strength as, as a, you know, it's something I think comes with age too and, and, mm. and experience. Yeah, but fundamentally, you're basing, um, you know, don't base your idea of you on who you're meant to be. You know, yeah. the things that you love, the yes. things you enjoy, are in line with who you are. Build a foundation on that. Don't pretend yeah. to be something you're not to fit in. And we do that, don't we? We do that at school. There's a period yeah. of doing that, and it leads you to suffering. And then you let go yes. of it, and you go, you know what? Fuck it. People are going to like me or not like me regardless. So I might as well do the things I like and have them love me mm. or hate me yeah. as opposed to doing things they want me to do to have them love and hate me anyway. You know? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, Mark, we're nearly at the end, but want to um, want to thank you from Matt and I on spending the time. It's uh, it's the evening for you. It's uh, mid-morning for us here on kind of taking the time to, to connect and come on and share share some of your thoughts. And uh, I know Matt and I have had a great time. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for um, for coming on. It's been great. Thank you. This has been a super, super awesome time. I just love connecting with, uh, with you guys. I'd love to do it again sometime. Yeah.
mate. Careful, awesome. careful what you ask for. We talked about that before the um before the <laughs> podcast. We could uh, yeah. we we will have you back on this uh, podcast yeah. for sure. Yeah. Love it, pleasure, love. And, this is, it's great. And Mark, if you were to leave our listeners with with something um, this week, usually we kind of leave them on something to something to ponder. Um, something to try in their own world, something to be aware of in their own world, kind of based on what you've been talking about. Um, what would you leave them with? It can be a quote as well. We like to leave quotes sometimes. Just drop mic, bang. You do whatever feels right, mate. Don't play leapfrog with a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. I knew it. I knew it. Mate, thank you so much, Mark. You are a fucking legend. And, mate, we're doing this again soon. Pleasure. Pleasure. I, I'm ready anytime, 24-7, uh, here for you guys. Thank you. And let me know how I can share this with uh, everyone here. So cool. Yeah. World. Okay. Do. Love. Uh, love to everyone who we know. Thank you. And to the family, Carly. Um, you got it. Ev- everyone. And, I look uh, forward to doing this one day in person. Right? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Maybe we do awesome. one in Canada, one in Australia, and then I get you Love. boys over to shipwrecked Indonesia. Love. Come on. Love it. There we go. I'm there. <laughs> um, beautiful. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Sleep well, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you liked our episode and what you heard, please leave us a review on uh, the platform that you've been listening on. And to find out more about us, please tune in to lifelonglearnerpodcast.com and you can find out some updates about what's happening and get updates on as episodes drop. Thanks again.